Not all kehua or ghosts are bad. Actually, that's an insult to ghosts. They're probably thinking not all people are bad. It's paranormal profiling. Like people, some ghosts are good, some aren't, and others are just ordinary ghosts. Ara kehua Māori. You've probably passed one on the street, talked to one, or you may have even sat next to one without realising it. They're everywhere. I know what you're thinking. If they're everywhere, why can't I see them? Simple. It's because they hide in a place so devious, so cunning, that most will never, ever think to look there. They hide in plain sight, and it's easy to miss. A few years ago, there was an awareness test that went viral on the net. You know the test I'm talking about. The one that goes, how many passes does the team in white make? But did you see the moonwalking bear? The catchphrase for this test was, it's easy to miss something that you're not looking for. Even something as obvious as a moonwalking bear. The test was actually an ad to watch out for cyclists, but it also demonstrates how we see, or don't see, ghosts. There's a flip side to this, of course. Once you see one ghost, you tend to see another, and then another. They become hard to unsee. It's like, once you have the sight, they know that you know, if you know what I mean. One day at the maternity ward in Christchurch, a couple of social workers came across a moonwalking bear. My colleague and I were standing in the middle of the maternity ward, looking like lost tourists. We had a map of the hospital and we were doing the classic point to the map, point in a direction, scratch our heads and then turn the map upside down. After an hour of searching, we knew exactly where we were lost. We were trying to find a Māori couple and their newborn. The hospital had identified them as a possible case for intervention. Why did the hospital ring us? The father was Māori, six foot plus, black as the ace of spades and covered in tattoos. That's all. They had described half of my uncles. Whether it sounded like racial profiling or not, we had to get to the bottom of it. But we also had to get to the whānau before our other trigger-happy unit. Once they had stepped in and uplifted the baby, it would be all over. We were still studying the map when a little Māori boy came burning around the corner. He looked about seven. Hair unbrushed, no shoes, shorts ripped up one side and full of life. I assumed he'd come from the kids' room up the hall. You guys are lost, aren't you? That obvious, eh, kid? What's your name? My mum said I shouldn't talk to strangers. Your mum's right. I'm Pare, and this is a media. Kapai, now we're not strangers. I'm Mapera. You two look like you're looking for my mum and dad. Kawa and Terina, hey? Yes, how, how did you... They're up this way. Hey, wait, wait up, kid. Without thinking too hard, 
We chased after him in our high heels. Just another day at the office. Working for social welfare, we were used to the odd high-speed pursuit. It was important we found this kid's parents before our shoot first, ask questions later unit got there before us. Speaking of whom, we passed the other unit in the hallway, heading in the opposite direction. We slowed down to do the token head nod thing, and then we were off again. There were four of them, two social workers and two cops. They were following a map. Suckers. Even if they'd known who we were following, they still wouldn't have changed course. That would have meant admitting we knew something they didn't, which, in their minds, was not possible. They're down here! We glanced behind to see if the other unit had heard. They were still walking in the other direction. Excellent. We followed the voice. Struggling to keep up, we wondered if this kid should consider a career in athletics. We followed a labyrinth of creepy corridors past a seemingly endless line of rooms. Some had doors, some had curtains. After going down a flight of stairs, we were finally standing outside the door with the name tag. Terina Faitiri and Baby Faitiri. We would never have found this room on our own. Here we are. Thanks, boy. And in the same way he appeared, he was gone. Hey, kid. Excuse me, haven't you heard of knocking? Sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Faitiri? Congratulations, you can read. Which department are you from? Child services, investigations? Oh, let me guess, you're here to help. Can't you fellas leave us in peace? Mother was breastfeeding her baby under a white sheet and was noticeably distraught. Her tane was sitting in the only chair in the corner of the room. He definitely matched the description. Six foot plus with tattoos, head to toe and black as the ace of spades. You have a lovely son. Son? No, it's a girl. Seven pound two. Now, who are you guys? Oh, sorry. We are from social welfare and I was just talking about your little boy, your son. Look, is this some kind of sick joke? No, he was right there. Blonde hair. He looks just like you. Your son helped us find you. Get out! You get out and you leave us alone! I'm so sorry. Ma Peter said you were his mum and dad. The couple flashed each other a startled look and the mother burst into tears. Seeing the mother was distressed, the father grabbed the baby. I'm so sorry. Uh, your son just took off. He may have run back up to the kids' room. We can go and check and bring him back. Without saying a word, the father marched towards us, baby nestled in his arms. He towered above us at least six foot five. The ground seemed to shake with each of his footsteps. Like good little rabbits caught in the headlights, we froze on the spot. Then he spoke. Expecting him to sound mean like his tattoos, we were shocked to hear the softest of voices. Our son, Bera, died two years ago. You're serious? But he was just here. He opened the door for us. Amelia opened the door as if to demonstrate. She was suddenly struck by two possibilities, neither of which were good. Either she was losing it, or she was seeing dead people. She started to hyperventilate and backed out of the room. I apologised to the couple and followed Amelia out. 
Hey, buddy, slow your breathing. It's okay. Seeing dead people is okay. Have I finally lost it? Well, if you've lost it, then so have I. I saw him too. Suddenly, an orderly who was passing by slipped, stumbled and went flying through the air. We both gasped and rushed over. The orderly, looking shocked and embarrassed, stood up and rubbed his backside. He looked at his hand, then his pants, and realised that he was wet. He looked at the floor and noticed a wide trail of water, starting from the door of the Fight City hospital room and going all the way down the hallway. Amelia, help this guy out and don't go anywhere. I'll be back. I went back in the room to see the mother was now calm. I didn't believe you until... Only we call him Marpeta. You couldn't have known. Did, did you really see him? Please, tell us more. What did he say? What did he look like? We cried together as I described the brief encounter. Can I ask? How did he die? He drowned in the creek behind our place. We'd never thought to check the creek, but... I was putting it together in my mind. The bright boy with no shoes. His shoes? You found his shoes? Yes. He had taken his shoes off and left them on the bank. How did you know? Marpeta had bare feet and he also had a, a big split up the side of his shorts. Yes. He drowned because his shorts got caught on a tree. We both cried as we embraced. Suddenly, the other unit burst through the door with a media in tow. Excuse me, haven't you heard of knocking? Sorry, boss. They heard all the commotion in the hallway. Startled by the rude intrusion, Kawa, the father, jumped to his feet in defence. Both Terina and I motioned to him that it was okay. He dissolved back into his seat. Jason, the head of the unit, who was a real prick, was still straightening himself. He must have fallen on his face as he was bright red and soaking wet. Can't bite my better. Excuse me? You wouldn't understand. Look, my name is Officer Jason and I'm from- Let me stop you right there, Jason, before you embarrass yourself any further. I've already done a preliminary assessment and I've decided there's no further action required. What? You can't do that? Actually, I can. But the hospital said this guy... What? Looks different? Odd? If we're arresting people based on that, then you should consider turning yourself in. It said he was intimidating. You mean like what you're doing right now? You can't do this! I just did. Now, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. I'll be filing a report! So will I. Now run along. The unit left in a huff. Thank you. I don't know what we would have done without you. Yes, thank you, Marpeta. I don't know what we would have done without you either. Thank you for helping the department avoid making a terrible mistake. Most importantly, thank you for making Jason and his friends trip up on your little ghost puddle. Thank you, sweetheart. Bef before you go, can I ask, why did he come back? And why did he show himself to you? Doesn't he love us? Of course he loves you. That's why it was so easy for me to make a decision. Here's what I know, which isn't much. 
Kehua always have a reason to come back, but it needs to be something powerful enough to open the doorway from the other side. What would that be? I can only think of one thing. What? Aroha. Aroha? Yes. Aroha for his sister. Aroha for his dad. Aroha for his mum. We all cried as we hugged. Anyway, time for us to leave you in peace. We'll check in soon to see how you're going. Call us straight away if anybody else turns up. Papa, keep doing what you do. You know, looking like how you look. Amelia, you okay? No, not really. Excellent. We're out of here. As we moved towards the door, it opened by itself and then closed again. Amelia opened the door and looked down the hallway. There was no one there. That was the wind, right? Amelia, we're on the third floor in the middle of the hospital without a window in sight. So was that a yes? I was about to respond with sarcasm when I suddenly remembered a story from Kuro about Tafiri Matea sending a gentle wind as a sign of love for his mother. That was a yes. Come on, let's go. Paki kehua, he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te maanga e pāho i tautoko. Paki kehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Aotearoa, with funding from te maanga e pāho.